Hey everybody, Chuck and Stacy here with VO Buzz Weekly, and you guys are about to flip out. Yes, Penny from Inspector Gadget, Foxy Love from Drawn Together, Elmira from Tiny Toods, Cree, summer is here, you guys. Yeah, yeah. We're Let's getting get buzzed. Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacy J. Aswan. Guys, we are honored to have the goddess of acting and singing here with us in the studio. You have loved her forever in Drawn Together, Tiny Tunes, gosh, the list goes on and on, Dino Trucks, Dawn of the Crudes, Hello and A Different World. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are so happy she's here and we are so ready to get buzzed with the divine Cree Summer. Yeah! Yay! Cree Summer! Yay! Can you hear the roar? Can you hear the I audience do. roaring? I do. <laughs> I don't across know. Is the it the world? audience or just uh, some of my hangover? <laughs> <laughs> You're just reverberating in well, my you eardrums. Have been, you have been, our viewers all over the world have said, please get creep. We're like, we're going to get her. We're going to get her. So I feel like everyone gets here yeah. when they're supposed to. That's right. That's right. Thank in you life. so yeah. much for being here. It's, it's a pleasure really to be a here. It's a privilege to have you. Thanks. What's up, old pal? And it's so, it's so funny because I feel like I, like I know you just because like, you have. Well, right? we've been like closely associated and and, and been so and long. been together. Yeah. I probably met you sometime around the age of nineteen, maybe or is that that long? Something like that, okay. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't and now remember I'm an old broad. a lot from those years, but Chester. hey, yeah. let's not talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Cree. <laughs> Yes. You come from a long line of performers, man. I mean, yes. your family, your dad, everybody. So did you always know that you wanted to do, that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? You know, I really did. You did? And an interesting thing, too, is as much as my fa as much as I come from a family of performers, it yeah. wasn't something that I was really aware of at the time because I grew up on an Indian reservation in Saskatchewan, Canada, mm -hmm. with no running water or electricity. So at that time, I didn't know that my parents were performers that had dropped out of yeah. society and done all those things. All I knew was... So that's what they had done? They literally dropped yeah, out of society? Yeah, I mean, my father had just been starring in a one-man show on Broadway called Hop Kelly. My mother was in Bubbling Brown Sugar on Broadway with... Um, uh, uh, with Shirley MacLaine, and 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 she was also in uh, Sweet Charity with uh, sorry with Shirley MacLaine, yep. and then Bubbling Brown Sugar, and uh, they were at the top of their game. And then, you know, this was the '60s. They were activists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, in the, in around 1967, a lot of illusions were being shattered for a lot of people, and they were making drastic moves, and they no longer wanted to be a part of Hollywood. They no, wanted to be, no longer wanted to be a part of this, the changes that were going on in the world. So they dropped out and moved to an Indian reservation, and that's where I was raised. And I do know I was always surrounded by music. I was always surrounded by uh, peyote music, powwow music. There was always lots of ceremony. And... The crazy thing is, there was this little town in Saskatchewan called North Battleford, a one-street town. Yeah. And there was a record store there, because we had no electricity. So my, my father had an extensive Frank Zappa collection. And I commandeered that collection. And about once a month, we'd go to this little town. And in the back room, they'd let me play my records. Mm -hmm. And I was a little girl. I'd go back there and play my Zappa records. I'd play Lottie Golden, who was a famous singer at the time on yeah. Cap Records. And I was obsessed. And, and all that singing in the back of that little record store, I think it was called uh, Something Lane, I 
would pretend I was performing, and I would come back to my parents and say, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to do with my life. And I also remember my father telling me, you should be an actress or a singer. It's the easiest way to make a living. Wow. And I thought, I mean, now it's so not funny the because normal advice parents give. That's what I was going to say. Get a yeah. real job. Yeah, get a real job. Yeah. Do something this and that. But my father always said, it's a great choice. It's the easiest way. You'll have so much fun. Mm. And do you agree with all of that? I, I, 100%. Okay, good. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And now yeah, I'm a now. mother of two. I have two daughters. And I look back at that time and I think, how nice to tell me that my career choice is easy. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. then you grow up with the context that what, you, what you're committing your life to is easy and fun. And as we know, we create our reality. And Absolutely. if I believe that, then that's the way it is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so I, you know, I wish the same for my daughters, that they choose something that I can yeah. tell them is real easy. So it's amazing cool, to have that basis of support. Yeah. You feel fearless. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. yeah. And we need that. that. I know. Oh, we yeah. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jesus, I, with yeah, my daughters, it's Our parents were the same way so growing fast. up, obviously. Like, they, whatever mm -hmm. I wanted to do was like, that's what you should do. Yes. And Hero, too. Speaking of, um, that's speaking my four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pay um, no attention to that see, little girl behind the curtain. If you guys hear anything like that. I just threw my voice. There's a super kid on the other side of the screen. That's so cool, man. I, I love that. And so so you went from the reservation to where? Like, how did you? We left the res when I was seven years old. We started living nomadic <clears throat> for a couple of years in a school bus and finally settled in Toronto, Canada, where my father Like preceded. a transformed school bus? Like yeah, one of those yeah. fancy, yeah. you know, like No, no, no. It's like, it literally looks like the school buses that pick up my daughter to go to school. But inside, we had uh, made a bed. We had two cots. We actually had a wood-burning stove in that bed. Wow. This was deluxe. Yeah. I mean, this was deluxe. Yeah, a little, a little, wow. a little cool. bitty stove that we yeah. had. And there it was a magic little space, mm -hmm. and we would put up a teepee when we'd park. And I mean, I just have such fond memories of that traveling time with the three of us um, before my little brother came along. It was, it was just a little magic time. But when we finally settled in Toronto, my father proceeded to very rapidly become a very popular voiceover actor. He became a premier voiceover man in Canada and a premier actor uh, in Canada mm -hmm. on camera, and my mother as well. And then I started doing voiceover work by sheer nepotism. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't claim that I was some exceptional talent. Come on, I was in the no, right. But, I was in the right place at the right time totally, with the totally. right daddy. Yeah. And then. Uh, Were you in, more inclined to be like, well, yeah, I like to do the voiceover more than the acting, or was I just it wanted to do whatever, whatever, whatever opportunity yeah. was going to come. I was ready and excited, and I was about, uh, I think I was about eleven years old, and my father was auditioning for Inspector Gadget, mm -hmm. and he said, "Hey, would you mind giving Cree a read to play Penny?" And that was where it all started, yeah. and I literally started working almost every day after that, so much so that I was barely in school. So cool. Um, it just took off right away. But I bring up the nepotism to say I wasn't particularly special. I was okay. I mean, I did have a couple of things going for me. I'd been to work with my father several times. Yep. And see, I knew how it was done. Right, I had seen right, it before. Right. Plus, um, plus well, but you, you had were to be confident. Able to I was very confident. You and had I had to be to, able to deliver. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. oh, look, she's your, your father was John, right? Yes. Dawn's daughter looks. She's so cute. I mean, you had to yeah. be able to. I was alright. You know. Let me just say, otherwise, right. Dad would be like, "Why don't you just stay home?" <laughs> I've never met her before in my life. Yeah, <laughs> is that your daughter? <laughs> no, I don't she really know that girl. Here. But hey. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know what cool thing ended up happening? I moved to LA by myself when I was 16. Just that is crazy. I was so I just Bold. knew I wanted, but I had worked a lot. When I left yeah. Canada, 
I was a really a, a, a popular working actress. I was on two television shows. I was doing every jingle and every commercial that came down the mm -hmm. pike, every cartoon. I mean, I had to drop out of school. I was just working so much. Yeah. So at 16, I really felt like I had saturated the market in Canada, and I really wanted to do, be more and do more. And uh, I remember the first job, animation job I got when I moved to LA. I had been here about seven months and I booked Tiny Toons, mm. the Steven Spielberg cartoon where yep. I played Elmira. Yep. And I only bring it back to the nepotism in the sense that that was the first time I had been in a room full of actors that were so fucking good. My mind was blown. That's when I met Jess Harnell, right. Stress McNeil, Charlie Adler, Jeff Bennett. I mean, the list goes on. The cream of the yeah. crop. The cream yeah. of the voiceover crop. Yeah. And when I was on that, in that room sitting with those people, it dawned on me, I want to be good at this. Everything changed for me. I went from being lucky to be there to really working my ass off. Mm -hmm. And it was a cathartic job. And Andrea Romano. Mm -hmm. our, We're going to get into her oh, for yeah. sure yeah. because we want to ask you a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you mentioned Andrea Romano. Yes. We had just the best conversation with her. We call it the Andrea Romano trilogy yeah. of episodes. And um, she was such a champion for you in your career. Yeah. Um, what, if, if she was sitting next to you right now, what would you want to say to her? Oh, God. I mean, I'd probably start crying. I mean, the truth is, she's captain, my captain, you know. Yeah. Like I said, that show, Tiny Toons, had an epiphany there, which was, I want to be good at this. Mm -hmm. And it was due to Andrea Romano. I've never, you know, she is a, an exceptional director, but she's just an exceptional human being. I think being a good director is understanding people yeah. mm -hmm. and knowing how to talk to somebody to get from them what you need. And, you know, Andrea probably for me was one of the first people in the business I hung out with on purpose. I instantly wanted to be friends with her when work was over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some people that yeah. when they say, that's a wrap, you're like, wait, wait. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not a wrap. Yeah. It's not a wrap. Let's I have want, a wrap. I want to hang out with yeah, you. That's cool. And she's always been generous with me, you know, doesn't always make me audition. And, you know, it's just always a delight to see. She's. I also love the way Andrea lives her personal life. I like, you know, who she is mm -hmm. when she's not at work as someone I look up to. She's in a beautiful love affair. Mm -hmm. She's adventurous. Yeah, she you know, she travels yes. the yeah. world. Yes. And I only bring those things up. I know they'd sound like they don't have anything to do with why she's such a great director, but I think they have everything to do with it. She, she has a full life. She has outside. a full life and she observes mm -hmm. life and she mm -hmm. observes people. So when she yeah. tells you what she wants, it's really clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have a question because you were just talking about how the moment that you were in a room and doing a session with like the, the high, voiceover, yeah, the, the, the voiceover crew with the crowd yeah. there, mm -hmm. you wanted to be great. What did what did you do to become great? All like, I what, did was watch them. All I did just was just observe shut the fuck and up. do as they do. Shut the fuck up. I mean, I was sitting in between Charlie Adler and Jess Arnell and. And Tress McNeil, yeah. who is my voiceover shero. Everyone mm -hmm. has someone they look yep. up to. I look up to Tress, or as I call her, Stress. Stress. Stress McNeil. I was sitting there at 17, and this chick beside me was doing 10 voices with herself. I just watched her talk to herself. And I was sitting there going, holy shit. I was freaking out. I was like, is anybody else seeing this shit? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just stress. Yeah. You know, it's just how she does. But yeah, that was the moment. And I do believe that's how I became good. One thing I noticed that all the greatest voiceover actors have in common, to me, yeah. is a real 
finesse about making mistakes mm -hmm. and trying things. I had never been in a room with so many actors that tried so many things. And what I mean by trying things is you go is, is going off the script. I'm just going to try something that's not written here. Mm -hmm. right. Or you know, or, I, or Andrea would say, hey, uh, Jess, can you give me three characters, uh, make this one 40, make this one uh, stout and short with adenoidal, make this one like this. And he tried all these different voices. Mm -hmm. Some of them were grand flops, but there was no thing around it. Yeah. Everybody right. was cracking up. It was so loose, and I just thought, I've never seen so many people make so many mistakes in one room mm -hmm. and have such a good fucking time while doing it. Yeah. And when I say make mistakes, it doesn't just stop there. That mistake evolves into a refining and fine-tuning that hits it on the, on the mark. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the greatest lessons that I think made me a better actress and performer all around, which you have to try things. Yeah. And the only kind of people that try things are people that aren't afraid. afraid. To right. just fall down and be right. ridiculous. Be silly, be, you know, everyone yeah. goes, oh, I can't believe she tried yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but trust me, the one that tried that is yeah. going to be the one who gets exactly. all the gigs. I, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, you want to be great in this business, try stop thinking about being great. Don't be great. You know just what I mean? Try it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just mess try it. it up. Try it. Because it's in those mess ups, it is magic. Just, yeah. yeah, well it's that awful feeling of, I've got an idea inside me, I'm not going to let it out for fear that it's wrong. And then that's all and you get. And then you go. And that's all you get. End of the story. Yeah. 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 And then that was it. Yeah. She's a temp now in Canoga. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yes. Yeah. A temp. Hey, there's a lot of temps in Canoga. Yeah. Let's Come not put them down. Here's to all the temps. Yeah. Oh. The Says the Friday night temp master. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the camaraderie in this business is yeah. so amazing. And I mean, do you think, I mean, you've been in the on-camera world as well. Do you feel like because it's about the artistry, because it's unseen, do you feel like that is... I think that, that has is, so much to do with it. I think the, the ego is, is the anonymity. Mm -hmm. If nobody knows who you are, you can't get a big head about it. <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows who you are. You know, their legacy remains. Nobody knew who they were or what they were right. doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, that's my favorite Spinal Tap quote. You remember that? Yeah, when I love Stonehenge that. comes totally. down, like, nobody knew who they were yeah. or what they were doing. <laughs> But their legacy remains. <laughs> but their legacy the remains. The children of Stonehenge. Oh, my um, God. I can't believe Eddie, you actually remember that. I'm such a diehard <laughs> tap so fan. Good. But, you know, I think that is the reason that there's so much camaraderie and so little competition in VO. You don't see anybody. Yeah. There's no voiceover superstars or celebrities. You're just working stiffs. Yeah. And I also think it takes a certain kind of person to be so fearless and schizophrenic and try these things, you know? And so it does create a real bond and a camaraderie. We yeah. do hang out on purpose. Yeah. It's very familial. And then there's another weird thing that happens in voiceover that I've never experienced on camera. In voiceover, people refer you for jobs. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? That shit yeah. never happened yeah. to me when like, I was oh, old. God, when yeah. I was auditioning on camera, oh, that would please. never happen. No, never. I mean, you, I, I get yeah. calls, you know, because you, you hear my voice. It sounds like Jack Daniels, Marlboro Lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. like my vocal cords have been dragged down a fucking dirt road. Yeah, female so, Rod Stewart. No, <laughs> you know, Harvey Feinstein. Yeah. But what I don't sound like is a princess per se, or a lovely delicate flower. Mm. So you know, sometimes I'll. Be be auditioning for something else. Hey, you know what? This, the, I know. You know who this job's probably better for? Gray Delisle or, or Tara Strong. 
-hmm. you know? And Tara will call me and say, girl, I'm at Disney right now. I'm auditioning for this evil queen. I told them to call you. Can you get over here right away? They're waiting for you. But that kind of generosity, mm -hmm. yeah. you'd never see that yeah. shit on camera. No. But no. that is, I, and I don't know what, why that is the way it is, but it is. There yeah. is a generosity Yeah, there, there is. And mm -hmm. one, one of the things that Jesse has said to me uh, or even on the show when he's been on that, that that he says about that is that the reason why people recognize him as the guy that could do anything is because he never shows them the things that he's not great at. Oh no, so we don't do that. Comes, yeah. If something comes <laughs> in goes, and he knows that, you know, that it's Rob Paulson, that's his thing. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can do it justice, <laughs> but you want Rob. Yes. And that never would happen. Never. What does he say? Never let him see your kryptonite. Never, yeah. yeah, never yeah. let him, yeah. But do you also think it could be a factor that there really is a small voiceover community. I mean, I mean, maybe because you know we're not yeah. that all, all that altruistic. I mean, yeah, love, no, but I don't have to say we're such lovely voiceover yeah. angels. But the truth is, there is a handful of us. Yeah. And I do know when I go to work, I'm going to see the same people all the time. When I see a new face, I'm like, holy huh? shit! How the fuck did you get? <laughs> yeah. How did you get in here? And then I wonder if I'll ever see them again. <laughs> oh <laughs> you know my god! That is hysterical. Oh my god! Who's this fucking guy? Yeah. <laughs> Create yeah. your friggin' Listen. nuts. Knowing what you know now. Yes. If you were starting your career over today, yeah. what advice would you give to yourself? Oh boy. That's a hard one. You know what I would tell myself to not be stopped so much? Mm. I used to get stopped when I was younger. Stopped by? Like stopped, uh, if I have a thing, like if I'd have something that I think didn't go the, as good as it was supposed to go. Oh. You know, like I remember, I, I'm also a recording artist and a mm -hmm. singer and a songwriter. And I know that musically I've let myself get stopped before. Mm -hmm. If I had a thwarted expectation, if an album was supposed to do really, really well, and it just did okay, or if it just took a dump, you know, yeah. then that could really send me into a spiral. And maybe I would turn my back on music for six months, maybe six years, mm -hmm. you know, depending on how great that yeah. wound was. And I think what I would tell myself if I could go back and knock some sense into that, just because I think a lot of that is vanity and ego. Yeah, you it know, is. Mm -hmm. I think it's really ego maniacal to think, you know, that you're not going to fall down and I, and, and I would have told myself to just keep going, damn it. Yeah, that's a good t-shirt, by the yeah. way. Yeah, just keep going. Don't allow yourself to be stopped. Yes. I mean, my father, yeah. who's just passed away, used to have a saying that I loved so much. He used to say, I just need one more big failure and I'll be a huge success. Mm. You know, and yeah. it's true mm -hmm. because yeah. it's the 99th time, not the ninth time. Yeah. You know, that hubris of youth that thinks, I tried it, put my heart into it, it has to succeed. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't succeed, it's some kind of universal injustice. Yeah. When it's just a bump along your path. Right. You know, I'm, I'm Betty Davis, one of my favorite actresses, somebody had asked her why she was the greatest of all time. And she said, I never stopped. I just kept acting, mm -hmm. yeah. no matter what. I'd take yeah. a blow, they'd, I'd take a dump, I'd do a shitty thing, and they'd see thing, me right there the next gone. fucking day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back at the audition, yeah. back on the grind. And I think it's persistence. I love that, mm -hmm. that's yeah. so yeah. great. You just gotta so keep was going. there ever a time where you thought, I don't wanna do this anymore? Several, mm. several times I've said, I don't wanna do this anymore. And that's just, I mean, in retrospect, now that I got some years on me, 
It's just a temper tantrum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very dangerous to be good at what you do. You know, you're good at, it is, it's very yeah. dangerous to be good at what you do and maintain some kind of level head and sense yeah, about yourself. You're, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're good at what you do, everybody's telling you you're good at what yeah. you do, and then you just keep getting more jobs and more success, you get a little bit of something that doesn't go well and you go, mm, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm quitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see how the world lives without me. And then you're like, then you're oh like, shit, the world, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Looks like everyone's doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. I better get, I'm back get my ass back here. Was back in the studio because no one seemed to notice I left. Just you know kidding. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is easy, especially in the culture of being bombarded with every hashtag, every place, yeah. to believe your own hype and to go, oh, yes, sure. I am. You know? And, you know, but, you know, the thing is true. I don't want to take anything away from the fact that you do put your heart and soul into the projects you create. Of course. Mm -hmm. Listen, maybe they're retroactive. Maybe that project's supposed to be successful two years from now. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just your job to make the art. And in fact, it's not a your lot job to time, wait for the that's exactly what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, Just make yeah. the fucking art. Mm -hmm. Be happy mm -hmm. with that. Let it do what it does when it goes out when into the world. It. When it does it. Yeah. And in the meantime, just keep making your damn art. I love yeah. it. Because it's very easy to get into make the art and then wait for everyone to love well, it. Well, the expectations <laughs> you know I mean? are deadly. Yeah. The expectations just are deadly. Just wait here for yeah. all. Oh my adorable. Absolutely. Is it now? Yeah, it's like okay, now when you open the yeah. oven. Is it done? Is it done? Yeah. So you just true, go back true, true. and cook something else. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Hey, Cree, yeah. you have such a massive body of work, man, because I was yeah. looking at your IMDb and it just freaking goes <laughs> for like years. Like, you know, I was like, what scroll, the hell? Oh, it's crazy. But obviously, yeah. there has to be some like really standout jobs or roles that oh, you. That you which, yeah. which are some of the ones that really, really stand out to you oh as like God, your favorite? Well, you know, my, one of my oh. favorite has to be the Fox. The, the fox, fox you know, my daddy didn't, my mama didn't raise no food, my daddy didn't raise me at all. Um, I love the foxy, uh, foxy love, yeah. you foxy know. love. Yes, you know, chocolate, drawn together, foxy habits, love for those of you who yeah. yeah. mystery solving musician. Um, <laughs> I loved foxy love because she was such a beacon of political incorrectness. I mean, yeah. I love Drawn Together by oh, Matt show. Silverstein and yeah, Dave yeah, it's Jesser. Yeah, crazy show. And I love the cast, and I love that it was really so irreverent. It was so irreverent that you can't get your feelings hurt. No one was safe. I mean, at sure. one point, God was, you know, there was a glory, glory, yeah. hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A glory hole that Jesus, you know, yeah. God was in, yeah. in the glory hole. No one was safe. No one yeah. was safe. Let's yeah. just say that even the heavens were under <laughs> yeah. scrutiny. And I don't know, I just loved it. It never offended me. It just cracked me the fuck up. Uh, it takes a lot to offend me. Yeah, um, I can, we can tell. But I, I love Drawn Together. I love DeFoxy. Mm. I love Elmaiwa. I love, I'm gonna hug you and squeeze you and put coins in your eyes and play funeral, puppy. <laughs> and I love, um, well, I loved Penny from Inspector Gadget. I love Princess Kida, mm -hmm. uh, the Disney princess I played. Because um, she was just so badass, yeah. and I'd oh, never yeah. worked in rotoscope before. Um, it was the—I'm a huge Ralph Bakshi fan, the Godfather of rotoscope. Yeah. But and and it was the first time I'd ever seen myself animated because oh, yeah, yeah. Kita was me. You know, I had all the yeah. dots and the things on your face so they can capture all your expressions. And so when I see that cartoon, I'm always like, holy shit! You know, that's, that's my that's expression. Me, like, man, yeah. that's me. 
And also just to play a Disney princess was rad, even though they don't give her princess status. Mm-hmm. But if your daddy a king, well, she's a princess. She was not just a princess. Oh my god, she's not just a queen. She's a queen. You know what I love about Crete is <laughs> so many I, we're going to talk about you in third party now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, what I love okay. about Crete, about Stacey, <laughs> is that. What is it? You, you told me earlier you're not a comedian. No. You're not really like, you know, I didn't really take improv classes or anything like that. But man, your comedic timing thank when you. you're telling a story yeah. is out of this world. Oh, you are funny. Thanks, pal. You got it. I'll take She's it. She's authentic. <laughs> and I got and a little bit of an asshole. I also yeah. <laughs> Hey, you gotta have a little bit of uh, one yeah. scoop of <laughs> It's like cooking. I know when I'm up in the polls. Uh, it's like cooking yeah. with one spice. You gotta have a few. You know? A little bit of everything. Oh, can't all be Right. So good. Do you know what I do love though? I've yeah, never seen so much. Fuck, have you ever seen so much jewelry in one interview? Oh, oh my god! Can we just do a, like a like a three-way? Just look at this three-way. Look at this shit. Yeah. Have you ever seen so much? Fucking, we're so accessorized yes. today. And it's sad we because I have to go us. a little bit light because oh, you, I don't want. Light? To, yeah, normally. What are those? Are those? This is Star Wars. This is Fett, Chewbacca, and Darth Vader. And this is by an amazing local designer named Han Cholo. Han Cholo. Love shout. Yeah. Love, love, love. And these were my mamas. And this is, yeah. No, we love more is more. More is more. <laughs> I know. And my mother gives me her jewelry because I she's five seven and I'm not, and so I can't wear her clothes. But she gives me her jewelry. But you get her jewels, so girls so and purses. Good. Yeah. Well, that's part one with Cree Summer. We're going to be back next week with part two. So check it yes. out. Make sure to join us, and in the meantime, keep up with Cree and with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love you guys. Thanks for watching, and just remember, you, you always have time for a little buzz. buzz. Listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demo that Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemoThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.